0: Welcome to Sabby Sab's podcast on call-in. This is episode 46, Censorship on the Left. Recently, it was revealed that the gray zone Wikipedia article is actually a smear piece. Katie Halper was recently fired from the Hills Rising after wanting to do a radar about the state of Israel. We need to discuss censorship on the left. And I see we already have a uh, caller in the queue. Roman, you're on the mic
1: hi you got me hello
0: hello hey how are you
1: hi the only reason i was calling was for the meatloaf thing uh it's a song about how he'd move heaven and earth for her but he would never cheat on her that's the one thing he wouldn't do for love He wouldn't be unfaithful yeah it's a love song
0: but if you love someone so he wouldn't cheat on her or he wouldn't right. cheat? Right. At
1: the very beginning, she's afraid that she'll cheat on her. He'll cheat on her and he's
2: going through about how he loves her. And
1: oh. He wouldn't cheat on her. He'd do anything for love.
0: Oh, it all makes sense now, Roman. You made my night. <laughs> uh,
1: have a great night, Sabby. Thank you for being you.
0: Thanks. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in. I see we got two Eric's in a row. This is Eric B.,
3: Hey, Saviki, you hear me.
0: I can hear you. What's up?
3: Hey, nice to talk to you. Sorry, I haven't made a lot of the, the streams lately just because of work. So I apologize. I've been having to watch them, uh, the replays. But I've been wanting to, you know, just kind of say, you know, you did an outstanding job on, on the uh, with Bree, and and uh, on the hill a few weeks ago, and then uh, RBN did a great job with her on the, I guess, on her podcast. Uh, I, right? I think it was on her podcast, and it was awesome. I mean, I think uh, Nick, you know, with uh, Robbie, kind of left Robbie in a in a place where I don't think he understood what he was getting into with Nick. <laughs> and, and I thought that Nick was so ready to go with that 10-minute rant that he had ready in his back pocket to go off and uh, Robbie had never been approached or asked the questions that are easy for us uh, or not easy, but I guess that we're aware, you know, like the things that Nick talked about when he started to go after Cuba and, and so on. And I liked how he flipped, which I had never heard anybody say that. But the fact that he said, hey, Robbie, what do you think about us? Uh-oh. Yeah, Can you still hear me? Okay, I can hear you. Sorry about that. What I was saying was how Nick flipped the script on Robbie with him asking him, hey, look, we we got Skid Row. We have inequality in the US and nobody's got their boots on our neck. There's no sanctions on us. Right. And yet we can't succeed. Our our systems don't succeed for the citizens of America. So so what do you got to say about that? And and I, even for me, I thought, wow, that's a good, really good perspective and a good approach to ask to flip it on on flip that question on, on the like on a neocon or somebody from the mainstream media to put them and say, What about us? You know, look 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 at us. Which is always a good way to start any any time that you're gonna critique another country is to first look at yourself or the you know, at us and see how we have it, you know. So Yeah. Nick
0: really knocked it out of the park with that one.
3: I loved it. I loved it. And then, you know, as far as, you know, with the gray zone, I really like Max Blumenthal. And uh, it's because of him. And I think Aaron Mate. I didn't even know, you know, prior to Max talking about how biased Wikipedia is. uh, That I had no idea that they were so blatantly biased. Until he and and I think also Aaron several months ago, maybe it was last year. I can't remember when when they first started to talk about these guys who have essentially made it so that anybody that goes to Wikipedia and they read up on the Gray Zone, they're gonna think they're bad. Um, I didn't know that, you know. I literally did not know that uh, only up to a year ago. And I can tell you, Savvy, that a lot of what I would consider to be level-headed, reasonable people think that Wikipedia is a good source of of, of data. And and because of that, it really creates this negative uh, stigma that they blatantly lie about, you know, companies like the Grey Zone. And there's not much we could do about it. I mean, unless the Grey Zone got a ton of money and could go and get some lawyers to sue them, you know, and then bring about this to light, it's I think it's almost damn near impossible for them to do anything.
0: These are all good points, Eric. And you know, from my personal experience, like I only knew about the issues with Wikipedia because my professors told us we were not allowed to use them as a source because they told us that Wikipedia is not credible. Um in the sense that different people can write on that Wikipedia article and sometimes the the source information isn't actually legit. Like those sources that are listed, the external sources at the very bottom of the Wikipedia page, sometimes it may not be a legitimate source. So, and and ever since then, so i kind of had that ingrained in my head since like undergrad. So ever since then, you know, even when i've I've looked at wikipedia pages in reference to like a celebrity or something i've found things in the wikipedia article that were off like dates like that's a big one for me like i've seen people's birthdays are incorrect wikipedia articles so uh yeah i mean had i not been exposed to that like early on undergrad I, i probably wouldn't have known any different either i thought they were supposed to be neutral
3: Hello, Sab, are you still there? Man, I think I lost you, Sab. Yeah, I'm oh. here. Okay, sorry. I lost you just for a brief moment. Uh, you no, know, yeah, that's great that your professors had you do that. I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, and then lastly, you know, the other point that I was going to touch on was Israel and Palestine. You know, I, I, I am not Palestinian. Uh, I, you know, have some friends who happen to be Jewish uh but they're also you know from what I consider to be you know challenging backgrounds like myself albeit you know the two of them actually came from the Ukraine, my two uh Jewish friends that I have uh but they're immigrants to this country and 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 they had it tough, you know, kind of coming out here, but now they're 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 okay and whatnot, but even they you know can you straight hear me savvy yeah, Hello? okay, cool, I'm sorry. What I was going to say was even my, my Ukrainian friends who happen to be Jewish also see you know, how wrong it is what, what uh, the Israeli government's been doing to the Palestinians for all these years. And, that, and the way that I look at it is that I don't have to be Palestinian or Jewish to understand that these people, what they're having to encounter is completely wrong. And I think most Americans, and not even Americans, just most people that could see that, can agree with that. Like these people's homes are being invaded for no reason other than the fact that they are Palestinians. And I've, and I'm sure that you've seen those shows where they show uh, Israelis moving into their homes, literally yeah. like forcing themselves into their house. And I, it's, it's almost surreal, you know. And when I've seen that, I've said to myself. This is so wrong. Why is there nothing happening? Why is it that these people continue to suffer so much with nobody helping them? Uh, And obviously, the answer to that is because the Israeli government has the backing of the U.S. If they didn't have the backing, the military backing, because that's what it is, then other countries and other people would step up. You know, they would say, hey, you can't do this to these other humans. It's wrong. These people are human beings. They're they're like us, you know. They are us. You know, we're all the same kind of thing. But it doesn't go anywhere, you know. And and you know, obviously for you and I, we know that it's wrong. But we have to live our daily lives, you know. Like we have a finite amount of time on Earth. Uh, I don't have the resources to go change this unless we do it collectively, like how it was done with uh, South Africa, where the push to get apartheid ended was so 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 strong that the U.S. was embarrassed and, and forced to essentially not continue to support the South African government. That's the only way that this is going to change by, like, the masses of Americans demanding that this change with how the Palestinians are treated. And even then, you know, as you probably know, in South, South Africa, there's still racism there. It, it has changed for the better, but it's, you know, But it's not like, say, where it should be. So this is a process. This is not something that's going to, you know, we're going to flip a switch and it's not going to happen like that. It it literally is going to take us decades to push these guys out of the way. It's going to happen, I believe, but it's going to take a long time.
0: I, I believe it, too. And you know what part of the problem is? A lot of Americans believe the narrative that Israel's in the right. A friend of mine, like we got into a heated discussion about this on Facebook. And by the way, (laughs) Facebook is not really the best place to have political discussions. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the reasons why I started this show on YouTube, because I used to go on these long rants on Facebook with people about politics. And I was like, this is not, it was actually a friend of mine that said, you should probably put this on like YouTube or something. Like, cause Facebook's more of a place where people like to show pictures of like their families and their their puppy and their cat and and things like that. And there's me on there going this long ass rant about how politics sucks and about how, you know, the DNC is rigging like elections and everybody else is just like, I just want to see people's kids. (laughs) I don't want to hear this. But we got into a long, like, heated discussion about this. And she was just like, it's a complicated situation, Sabrina. You have to understand, you know, uh, Israel has the right to do it because it's it's their land. And I was like, nobody has the right to go into someone's home and force those people out and say, we're taking your home. And I've seen these videos where they were beating Palestinians, the children, too, not yeah, just adults.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's where the race comes the component comes into it too savvy because color is such a powerful thing i think i mentioned this to you you know like how the 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 depiction of jesus being uh i think either blue eye or green eye and white right from from Mm -hmm. an area that the people don't look like that no But, but because images are so powerful that that image is leveraged for hundreds of years against the common person and, and here's what I what I mean by that. If the Palestinians were blue eyed or green eyed with blonde hair, it's very unlikely that they'd be treated this way. Because all the folks in the media, throughout history, would have been like, "Hey, you can't do that. Those people are like us, the people in power." But because their color, their you know, their dark dark skin folks, it doesn't. They're expendable to these people. And, and that goes across everywhere, you know, across all the powers that, that be in, in all countries. They're all Europeanly uh, centric and, and the media, everywhere, you know, everywhere that you go, whether you go to the, the global south, like Venezuela, those media companies are run by European, uh, I guess, centric type of folks, basically white folks in a sense. Uh, and, and that's why the narrative across the world, is depicted the way it is you know and and we can't get out of it we meaning us the people like myself and yourself because we live in this world you know and and it's so hard to change the the minds of people uh and it takes so much time i think that's part of the reason too why a lot of older people who in the past were revolutionary they come to a, a point where like they start to accept some of these things and and uh we shouldn't accept them but that this is what happens to a lot of people you get beat down year after year and then what i was saying to you the the you know the the finite time that we have cuz you know i talked to one of my friends you know i talked to him about politics he doesn't get engaged like i do but he always tells me like man you know we we only have so much time we can't focus everything on 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 these things and i'm like yeah but we have to do our part you know we have to move the needle in the right direction. I have to do the little part that I can do. I got to do it. Because I want someone else to have a better place than me. The guys behind me. The women behind me. Uh, that it's better for them down the road. And, and if we don't do our little part today. The people that preceded us. They made it made it better for us. They sacrificed for us for us to have what we have. So we got to do our part. You know what I mean? Whatever part we play into that. We have to try it, even if it's just a little bit. It all adds up in the aggregate.
0: Yeah, well said there, um, Eric. I think, you know, colorism has a role to play in this, right? And that's a problem across, like, the world. It's not even just an issue in the United States. And we've talked about that on RBN, but globally colorism is is a problem uh, a friend of mine who's from india she was telling me that like where her family is from in india most people there have darker skin like her but she said if if you watch mainstream media the media that you see in india she said it's usually uh indians that are are lighter skin she said look at bollywood for example so colorism is is a is a huge factor And you're right. Like the pictures that we see of Jesus, like, especially when I was a kid, like I grew up in the church, the pictures that we see of Jesus, that's not what the Bible says Jesus looked
3: like. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so why do we have these images? Right. It's, it's very, it's Eurocentric. Um, and that's, that's a, a global issue. Um, but I think you're, you're spot on Eric. Like we just have to continue to like educate people. And I, I really don't understand how some people don't have any type of sympathy for the palace, the Palestinian, what they're going through. And then, you know, my dad had to remind me, he said, you know, people also didn't have a lot of sympathy for what the Syrians were going through.
3: That's right. That's
4: right. But, you
3: yeah. know, but again, I, I gotta say, you know, your numbers, the, the subs are going up, albeit as slowly, but, but look how, Look how, how far you guys have come along just with these last few times that you guys were on on the hill for you. And then uh, the crew, uh, three of you on on Bree's show, that little bit of exposure exposed your message to many other people who haven't heard it. Just think of this, have you, in a year's time, there, there could be an opportunity where you guys are getting on even bigger shows for more people to hear what you're saying. And and I think, you know, that's where more opportunities are going to come about when you guys get on those shows or those platforms where more people can hear you along with growing your channels as you're doing, even though, you know, it's getting suppressed. And, and you know, we know that that's happening, but I think if there's going to be hopefully a breakthrough moment for RBN and what you guys are, your message for more people to hear it. So continue doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, hopefully you have a, a, a nice beer. <laughs> on this Friday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so
0: much. Thanks so much, Eric. That's really nice. Um, I'm going to bring in another Eric. <laughs> um, Eric Gray, you are on the mic. Just have to unmute. Hey. hey. What's going on? None much.
5: I'm still dealing with this fallout from this hurricane. So... Doing what I can on this side.
0: That's right. are um, in Florida.
5: Yeah, I'm in for Myers. Yeah, we got hit. I'm like, this will be the first and last time we're on CNN. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, there's we could talk about stuff going on with that with that because there's there's things not being talked about in that coverage, like the actual the death count or whatever. Um. Supposedly seven seventeen. But I'm not believing that worth a damn. Um mm-hmm. you still had a lot a lot of these like hard hitted ass people that didn't fucking leave, so so yeah, there's that too. Um and just hard hitted people in general. And yeah. the storm surge was ridiculous. No coverage about anything that happened in any of the hoods whatsoever. It wasn't that bad, yeah, yeah. What well, isn't that bad to you? To y'all is is catastrophic for people who are not as well off as you.
0: That's right. So,
5: That's right. so yeah, understand that our property values are not there. <laughs> like obviously, you have put out with black neighborhoods, so you know our property values go to shit. And it's already a battle with these insurance companies as it is to actually cover shit. So. That's that little diatribe,
3: um.
5: But yeah, but yeah, this whole censorship issue. God damn, it just feels like we always come. We come back to this in some weird way, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, it feels like I know, I know, uh, I know. Um, we talked about this before with like, like Dave Chappelle and his his goofiness, but like have we not learned this stuff backfires all yep. the time <laughs> like all the time this stuff backfires so just stop doing it just stop what's that what's that michael jordan commercial like just stop go seek help just stop <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 just it just goes to show like how many times do you have to learn that this doesn't work before it actually finally hits you this doesn't work right. um
0: well, how the, do you like, feel about like, how do you feel about rising, uh, you know, censoring, well, <laughs> censoring and firing Katie Halper?
5: That's, that's really ridiculous to me. It just feels petty. Like, doesn't even feel you fired her. And I saw, I saw the thing that Katie did. Mm-hmm. So I saw the little little, I'm like, huh? Exactly. What was wrong that, like, with yeah, her? Like, yeah, what was, she didn't, she didn't like say. Fuck the US. She didn't say that shit. <laughs> she just said, okay, this is what it is. This is what Rashida you a pal a Palestinian, you know, American had to say, and how she and you know all the other resources that basically affirmed what she was saying. What? Oh
0: <laughs> I mean, you would have thought that she went like scorch earth or something, like the way yeah. that they responded. But I mean, like what? What narrative do they want her to tell? Is she not supposed to tell? What's happening to the Palestinians? Yeah, they, 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 I guess they basically just want to say, yo, shut the fuck up. Don't mention this
5: shit. This is fucked up, we know, because we participate in the shit. Shut, <laughs> shut, the, shut your ass up right now. Go into that corner and never be heard from again. We'll treat your ass like Jesse Ventura got treated on MSNBC. You know they actually get, they actually kept paying them the money. You just, your ass ain't going to show up on air.
0: Mm. That corner, take this money, shut the fuck up and be happy. It's just terrible. Like, I was like, when she first announced it, like, okay, let me go watch this video, this segment that she made that they were so afraid of uh, airing. Because they can defend it the most fire thing in the world. Right. And I watched it and I'm (laughs) like, I'm sorry, what was the problem here? There's historical context, Right. Yeah. There's the current context. She's telling you what is actually happening there right now, but she gives you the history that goes along with it so that you understand how we got to this point. And they didn't want her to air that. They didn't want that to premiere to people. That's weird.
5: Oh, and you know what else this reminds you of, right? This reminds you of what's happening with teachers. hmm Yeah, we can't say, oh, you can't tell, you can't say that, uh, that's CRT. Um, okay, define what CRT is. Right.
0: And the book bannings too that are happening across the country.
5: Yeah, especially Florida banning what 54 math books? Yep. God damn it. <laughs> These <just> had CRT <laughs> bullshit. I've been I've been a student in this motherfucking state
0: for for my entire life. CRT in my ass. Are you allowed to talk about Israel Palestine at school? Look.
5: I I'm not even trying that at my new school right now cuz I'm not at my old one. But uh, I wouldn't try it. The best I can do, the best I can do is make them aware of certain things, but that's about it. And I and I and I have to be careful how I push that too.
0: Yeah, that's what I figured.
5: Yeah, cuz it's like a lot of my I'm just making you aware of stuff that your country does. because um, I did show that video about um uh, it was the Wall Street uh I think it was the I think it was the New York Times video on um US healthcare versus other healthcare around the world or something like that. And yeah. Especially the part when uh it came to um skin to skin contact after C sections. Obviously, a lot of a lot of young ladies pissed about that one. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pay to hold your. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's just I I think we're in scary times to the point where you're not even allowed to to talk about history because I did feel like like Katie's segment was historical as well. Like she was giving a lot about the history to like her audience. And I feel like people need to know that people need to understand why things are, why the tension is the way that it is between Israel and Palestine today. And it's, it is really upsetting. But at the same time, like we've seen rising do this to Kim Iverson as well. Like, look at how they, they, they told her she could not be a part of the Fauci interview when she was the person out of everybody that's been a part of the Hill. She That was her area. Now, I don't agree with Kim on on, on everything, but when it came to the, the COVID issue, that was her field in her area. Why would you take her away from that interview? So I feel like Kim did the right thing by walking away. And here's the thing. What if Kim would have said, okay, I'll take one for the team and I'll stick around. They probably would have found a way to fire her later on anyway. Look at how they just got rid of Katie.
5: Yeah. And... And, and like I was I was in um I was discussing before in another uh chat about um damn we're not that much different than ancient Rome like if you really think about a lot of stuff like uh, i know if you pay attention to sports I know I'm veering off to other things but we have our sports we have like you have people like Cicero that were trying to tell people like hey uh can y'all chill out? Y'all are y'all are going in a spectacle. Y'all doing stupid stuff as a Roman Empire. Please stop. And he's killed for it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like I said, it's like every intellectual voice being shut out because people still live in this delusion. This like, America's the greatest. America's the best. We number one. Yeah. Nobody's gonna stop us. Oh yeah. It's like, wake the fuck up.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's very telling. It's very telling. And I wonder like, I mean, who's like, who's going to be next? Even this uh this Wikipedia article about the gray zone, <laughs> it was just 100% negative. Damn. It was just like, like I read that Wikipedia article and I was like, well, damn, if I didn't know who the gray zone was, And this is my first introduction to the gray zone i'm probably not going to be inclined to to check them out based on what i just read in this wikipedia article
5: people gotta think about that too like uh not everybody's been exposed to you like that that's right yeah and um before before i get off i guess um yeah, just I know for, like Fort Myers, and everything just all of South Florida is going through this. So, yeah, it's going to take us about it might take us a few weeks before we even get full power down here. Um but also but
0: also too Savvy, so I mean, you watch football, right? I do. It's been interesting this season so far. (laughs)
5: Because being a Charger fan has been a struggle.
0: Um, (laughs)
5: Yeah, watching a lot of our guys go down is just horrible. But outside of Justin Herbert's stupid rib injury whatever, but we got to talk about this Tua thing. Like, holy shit. They thought this man died on the damn field. Yeah, I know. God damn. I
0: know, I know. It's it's crazy. Like this season will be interesting, though, because I, you know, obviously the Patriots suck again, um, <laughs> which proved my point, my my theory, and my theory was Brady was carrying that entire thing the entire
5: time. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know I was going to say that? That's exactly yeah, right. Like, like everybody's been saying that. It's like, uh, Belichick can be kind of a dick, but people just deal with him. <laughs> I, mean, Basically. I mean, yeah, I mean he. I'm, I kind of look at those Patriots teams like they all did have Tom Brady on them. Especially that season where they went 16-0 and almost finished it except Eli Manning said hello. Um, that catch with David Tyree is still the sickest thing in the world. Still can't forget how this man held onto that ball. Um, but yeah. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything, everything... Nope. You You got Mac Jones throwing to... Um, you have to pay you have to, you knew it was real when they had to pay like Hunter Henry John o. Smith like actual money. I'm like, oh shit, Patriots are paying people actual money. <laughs> 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 They've been getting away with like getting discounts on so many people for so long,
0: yeah, so for people listening that are not aware, Tom Brady actually took a pay cut so that we could get better um we could get better players on the team, like he did that for years actually, for people who are not aware. And the thing is, the Patriots were cheap. They've they've been cheap for years. They didn't want to pay these. I'm like, how do you expect people to stay with this team for years and you don't even want to pay them? And so my theory back then was that it wasn't so much Belichick. It was Tom Brady. And people told me that, no, because if it wasn't for uh, Belichick, Tom Brady wouldn't be this good. Okay. So Tom Brady leaves the Patriots and he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wins a Super Bowl. And 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 Belichick is still with the Patriots, and the Patriots go down the toilet. Yeah, because they
5: never they never really built anything that sustain that could sustain itself. I mean, that defense is decent, but I mean they're decent. They're not a great defense. And and yeah, it's just their receiving core was always like hilarious, like the (laughs) 07-08. Like outside of like having Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Dante Stalworth, and having Ben Watson at tight end, and that backfield was like Kevin Falk, Lawrence Baroni. Yes, I remember this entire stupid thing. Um, and I'm not even a Patriots fan, i remember all this. And instead of having that team that went 16 and 0, I'm like, I don't remember the last time Brady had a good receiving court in New England. Well, I mean, the best the best year I remember check. having the best year I remember him having was like Dion Branch. And what?
0: Right. And Wes Welker. And like, people don't understand this too. Like he got to the point where Belichick was out there recruiting lacrosse players. <laughs> so I was like, who is this guy and where did he come from? That's said, Oh, he was a lacrosse player. What? <laughs> and so he, he was there for like two seasons, Hogan, and he was doing like really well. People like, Oh my God, this guy was a lacrosse player and now he's a national football player. I'm like, who are the people that you're surrounding around Tom Brady? Like, who are these offensive, like, pieces? Like, after Wes Welker left, he was just recruiting him. And then, and then, and not to get off topic here, we'll get back on topic, um, you guys. but And then the other problem I noticed, too, that a lot of us are aware of here in New England, Belichick also has this tendency to, like, just get rid of people when they rub him the wrong way. You make one mistake and you're gone. Like Jonas we- Gray. Like Joe, like Jonas Gray, like Malcolm Butler. Like yeah. I'm like, what the hell? This guy won us the Super Bowl. Do you not understand that if he not been there to intercept that ball, the Seattle Seahawks would have won. They were right at the one yard line. He kicks should, this guy to the they bench. Should,
5: they should have ran the damn ball at the one. I don't know why they did all this uh throw the ball. What the hell? <laughs> like, we saw them throwing the ball. We're like, this is getting picked. <laughs> Like, why are you <laughs> just, just run with Marshawn. You have beast mode in the backfield. Just hand it to him. We want well, my prediction
0: be- is they threw it because they wanted Russell Wilson Russell to be a be Super MVP. Bowl hero. Yeah.
5: You want him to be the Super Bowl hero.
0: But fuck that. Win the goddamn game. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Like, I see Eric in the chat. Uh, um, My producer, Eric, says Belichick censors his players. He really does. Like, you show up late. <laughs> guys for people don't know you show up late to practice like one time could be five or three minutes late why isn't so and so starting this game oh they heard that he was late to practice so you make him miss the whole damn game he's brutal could you imagine bill belichick being your dad oh hell no you're late, son, you don't get to eat dinner. <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> Start me. Sit your ass in time out. <laughs> Jesus
5: Christ.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to go to the other callers, but you're right. cracking me up, Eric. You got me laughing tonight. Glad I could help. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the next caller, and that is uh, Tim. Tim, you're on the mic.
6: Hey, Sabby, how you doing?
0: Hey, how are you?
6: I'm doing great. Um, great show tonight. Um, I just wanted to uh, answer one question that you asked, well, rhetorically, but I think it's... Um, obvious when you ask that uh did they expect uh, Rashida to, to leave to, to be silent and not say anything or not stand up for her people Um yes that's exactly what they expected it's what they get from Barack Obama it's what they get from Jim Clyburn but like, why well why else you know why wouldn't they expect it from her you know what I mean so I mean they get it from Ilhan Omar like so why wouldn't they expect it from her. It's like, yeah, like, of course they would expect it from her. And now that she's speaking out against it, which is, I'm glad she's showing some type of integrity to to stand her ground. Like, you know, it's like, well, the the other shit she hasn't been good on, but you know, it's, yeah. She they they did expect her to, to to fold and 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 play her part as the squad member.
0: Isn't that terrible though? That like you can't even, I mean, like speak up for like the Palestinian people. Because...
6: See if I were, if I was her, I would go balls to the wall. Like I would be like, fuck it. Like I don't give a fuck. Like it's literally your people. Like you, you're literally you have family there that are suffering from this shit. You know what I mean? I would, I there wouldn't be nothing else I would talk about. Every single conversation I had with any sort of media would be this subject. Like it's just it baffles me how, uh, you know what I mean? It just I don't know. Like the
0: other I, I, thing that <sighs> I thought was interesting is that CNN did cover it. CNN did cover Rashida Tlaib uh, making that statement. So, if CNN covered it, why was it not okay for The Hill for Rising? Why was it not okay for Katie Helper to cut? Co- you see what I mean? Like, why was it okay for it to be on CNN, but it wasn't okay for it to be on Rising?
6: Because of the narrative CNN pushed compared to the, the narrative that Katie Helper pushed. Like, CNN pushed it as, oh, she did a bad thing, bad girl, where Katie Helper was saying, this bitch is right. Like, y'all need to wake up. Like, <laughs> and 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 as far as Katie Helper, I'm so glad that she has the integrity. You know, I was starting to you know feel a little iffy about her, especially with the Marion Williams done stuff, like her like thinking that's an option and all that shit. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know. And, and, and I like Useful Idiots; I watch that show every Monday. You know, she, with her and, um, uh, what's his name? Matt, uh, Aaron? What's his name? Aaron Mate. Um, yes. That show. Like, and, you know, I love that show, too. Like, she, they, they, you know, they're funny. They cover, it's good coverage of what the Sunday shows do. Bullshit they push. And, you know, like, I'm glad, though, that she, you know, has that integrity, showed that integrity. And, you know... It's, it's just refreshing to know that there are still people out there with some integrity. You know what I mean? And it's not as as small of a group as I thought. It's getting, you know what I mean? Like, she she wasn't one I expected to hold her ground on that kind of stuff. I thought they could probably push her, especially since her heritage, you know what I mean? I mean, I could think that's something she could probably be convinced of, but I'm glad that she's, you know gives it an honest look and really is standing her ground on what she believes is right and what is right.
0: Right. Because I think too, um, in in reference to this particular issue, I think that, I mean, we're, we're all noticing that there's a revolving door at the Hill Rising. Like we've seen, it seems like there's all new faces one week and then they don't come back. Like, we're like, what happened to them? Like, what happened to Olani? Uh o- Like, I thought she was great on Rising, um, especially when talking about the police state, right? And then you see, you see mm-hmm. what was done. How they did Kim Iverson in reference to the Fauci mm-hmm. interview. Uh, so we see them censor her, and then now they censor Katie Halper. And it's like, who, you know, who is is next? But it's it's really not a good look for Rising to have this revolving door of hosts, because it looks like the message that it sends to, the, to audience members, and I'm not even like a rising viewer like that, but the message right. that it sends is like, you guys don't have your shit together. You can't keep a host. You can't keep a guest host. What is happening?
6: Yeah. I mean, I, I think they don't really care. Like, I think their whole goal is to be, you know, background noise. That's progressive, air quotations on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's almost, I think maybe the goal might be just to be a, you know, the heel and not necessarily a personality that leads the hill. You know what I mean?
0: That makes sense yeah like they just
6: want you know it'll be any face that's there like nobody like nobody's the tonight show the tonight show is the show and people are interchangeable like you bring them in like whoever like johnny carson and jay leno but then whoever else did it they didn't really do a good job anyway
4: (laughs) that's
0: a good point but i I really do wonder like i wonder for, for the ones who are left like i wonder like for robbie and like for three like I wonder how they feel about all this, you know, and maybe publicly they can't even, they may, they may not be able to talk about it publicly.
6: Well, they don't have to say, they don't have to say anything about Katie Halper, but they, you know, Jimmy said it best on his show today where he goes, if, if you're truly a journalist and your goal is, you know, to, to do to that, is to speak the truth and, and so forth your goal should be now to get fired for the same reason that Katie Halper got fired. Like anybody who's on there and truly is a journalist and truly is all about who they are and their integrity and yada, yada, yada. Now's your chance to show that do say the same shit, put it out there and see if they, they shut you up and, and fire you too. And then let's make this a bigger story.
0: That's right. Because I, I do know that, um, in reference to, like, journalism and commentators, it's a lot easier to just bite the bullet and just do what you're told. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to do that. You'll actually right. get more coverage that way, too. You might get promoted. They may bump you yeah. up. And you can say, oh, you can do all these larger segments and things like that, but what do you have to compromise to get that done, right? To get right.
6: Yeah. And, then, you know, and that reminds me of what, the other call-in. You said something about... Um, Uh, Simone Sanders how she was the she did all that stuff for to try to be Biden's press secretary and then she wasn't rewarded in that sense where he didn't pick her (laughs) but I was like remember she did get that job with like CNN or MSNBC or something right
0: that's true true. you know what I mean so she was really hurt about not getting that press secretary gig though
6: but she still got paid she still secured a purse you know what I mean like it's not like she was she walked away empty handed and was a fool. Like she, she just, you don't know, step the other way. She just, just took took the money without the limelight. Like, I don't know why she wants to look forward to lying to the people anyway. It shows what kind of person that is.
0: That's true, that's a good point. <laughs> well, like, Tim, you know what your job is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> yes, thank you, Savvy. <laughs>
0: we're gonna bring in nikki with the bunny ears you are on the mic oh wait
7: those are bunny ears oh those are okay can you hear me yes okay i wasn't sure this is my first time calling in um i love you savvy i just want to say that first (laughs) um there's another uh instance of the hills rising kind of sensory people because jackson sent this thing out he was supposed to be on there yesterday and uh he sent out their loss if you didn't see me on the hills rising tv today it's because i wasn't despite the uh, best effort of some of the workers of the show to get me on the program to speak about ukraine russia management nicks my appearance because i'm quote too radical we shall watch oh. their channel wither away into irrelevancy with glee, is what he said. But anyways, I just, I just thought that was interesting because that happened yesterday. And didn't Katie get fired yesterday, too? Yes. Like, so wait, did Jackson put this on Twitter? Um, I'd, I don't know if he put it on Twitter. I got an email. I think it's from, like, the locals or something. I don't know. I've, like, okay. you know, one of the mailing list things, but... That happened yesterday. And also I'm like streaming in Twitch and I tried to make the title of my Twitch say like Putin's speech. And it wouldn't let me put the word Putin <gasps> on, on the title. And that wasn't like that last week. Cause I put it in the title last week and this week it won't let me put it now.
0: Interesting. So do you know, so I'm really, this is interesting. So they wouldn't let Jackson Hinkle come on, but they let me and Nick come on. I, this is I, crazy because like Nick came on and talked about communism
7: yeah I don't know I don't know it's they said he's too radical I guess I don't know or maybe something happened or maybe it's because you guys are on <laughs> maybe <laughs> you guys are too radical too and they can't have that let's see if you guys get to get back on there I'm not gonna like hold up your calling or whatever but I just wanted to share that with you
0: oh thank you so much thanks for calling in Nikki Thank you.
7: Bye.
0: All right. We're going to bring in Lance here. Um, that's hilarious. People are probably like those damn RBN members. They messed it up for everybody. We let them come on. How dare they? (laughs) All right, Lance, you are the next caller. Just have to unmute. I'm gonna reach out to Jackson Hinkle about that. I did not know that that's, that's really messed up. Just have to unmute Lance. (laughs) <laughs> rbn ruined it for everybody
8: <laughs> hey savvy I hope you're
0: hey how are you
8: yeah. yeah right that was good good hope your friday's going great swimmingly um yeah i think uh something's afoot <laughs> right so i think it's of a piece when you think kim iverson the whole thing with fauci and you have uh the whole thing with katie and there was a third one so you know when kim left and then having brian and then having katie on it seems to me okay that the kusack whatever the guy's executive director ceo of, of operations there that they wanted to keep it oh you know i don't know how edgy uh, breaking points uh you know when they were at rising crystal and saga but it was a good format so i think that they didn't want to Get two more corporate than they already were, say, for the hell. They wanted to keep it, right? Because, you know, Bree's good, you know. I mean, I I totally agree with RBN. Those guys are beautiful, by the way. Yeah, don't worry about it. He Kind of, to, to paraphrase without putting words in their mouth, it's like, see my sister, we're, we're going to be fine. Don't worry about it, even if we vehemently disagree about something. Don't, you know what I mean? So we're still on the same team, folks. So to, to, to saying, like, squelching any possible, like, YouTube controversy, oh, Bree and RBN, nah. Well, I'll be fine, but no. So the point though is, um, is that what what do they have in common? You got pharma, you got oh ADL, right? And uh, so I think it goes beyond Cusick. I think it goes to the power of their their they were getting the heat from above. In other words, the CEO guy. I don't think it was just his decision. I think it was like, dude, you're going to stop this now. You can have all these lefties here you want, but nope. The ADL has too much power. Pharma has too much power, and that's my whole shtick these days, if you will. That the system isn't broken; it's fixed, and it's a mafia protection racket. You see, it's beyond just the greed and jobs. It's like we will destroy you. We will destroy your family. I mean, who knows what they what they say behind the oh Gray Zone. That's the third one, and the military. No coincidence right. that it's pharma. It's pharma. It's the eighty the Jewish lobby. And it's the military. Those are the ones that could say, no, we will censor anybody, anywhere. Don't even think about it. So I don't think it's Cusack. I really don't think it's him. I think it's above him where he's getting the pressure from above. What do you think about that? David?
0: That's interesting. Uh, that that would make more sense. I mean, it's just. This is just crazy because like, obviously, like, what would Jackson Hinkle come on there to talk about? Most likely Russia, Ukraine, right? And he has Jackson a Hinkle,
8: if he counts for radical, yeah. he's about as radical as like Hubert Humphrey.
0: Well, he was supposed to he's come about on as radical as,
8: I don't know, Jackson, John Kerry or something, huh?
0: But but his narrative goes against the uh, goes against the mainstream narrative about Russia Ukraine crisis, right? So he was supposed to come on to the hill apparently and got booted. Oh,
8: I guess Yeah, See, that's to, how powerful as, as, those
0: guys are right
8: so oh, especially yeah. with these these yeah. areas of and, foreign and policy the that he's he's so much like he's so much less he's so much less harsh than like aaron mate i'm sorry i don't mean to
0: well has has aaron mate been on there like recently
8: yeah i'm sorry no no i meant i meant uh max and all those guys they are much harsher than jackson so even if jackson can't get on there that's like whoa that's all, right. That, you know, not to say that he's not serious about his point of view, but he doesn't come with all the firepower and the receipt because that's not his job. I'm not nothing against Jackson Eagle. He's he covered a lot of different things. Max's whole thing. Main thing is that. So they come with a lot of double barrel shot, you know, firepower. And Jackson's like adding to it with like, you know, putting his, you know, stamp on it. But wow. So he can't even go on there. That's that's weird. That's
0: a, they're definitely uh they've definitely tightened up, I would say, within like the past two and a half weeks. They've they've they tightened up even more.
8: And they were doing it for a few months before that, because when this whole Ukraine thing started, folks like Chomsky and Chris Hedges, especially Chomsky, who said he'd never seen it like this. Well, actually, I can I can attest to this. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. This stuff was out there. You didn't get canceled. Dick Cavett didn't get canceled when he had, like, right wingers and left wingers and anti-war. I mean, my goodness. John Lennon. John Lennon, who was anti-war at the peak of the Vietnam thing, doing his bed in, the most famous guy on the planet. They were trying to get him deported from America when he was desperately trying to be an American citizen. He loved America and all that jazz. During the time that they were trying to deport him, he spent a week on Mike. Doug, nobody knows who Mike Douglas is. Dick Cabot everybody's heard of Mike Douglas. Was this really kind of buttoned-down, kind of family-looking guy? You know, he was not as edgy even as like a Dick Cabot might be. But he was great. He had Frank Zappa on there. He had everybody and their brother on. But anyway, he used to have week-long guests, and he had John and Yoko. At the time, they were at the peak of their, you know, controversy, and the State Department was trying to get him freaking deported. So can you imagine? I mean, it's like, wow, folks, we're we're in bad shape. That's what I said, like what I was saying last night. It's not so much that my politics is that much more radical. I've been far left, you know, I guess you could say, with exceptions for a long time. But, man, guys, this is like, dude, they've taken over everything. And the ratchet's getting tighter and tighter, like, by the day. So I'm not sure what the answer is. I don't have a platform to, you know, tell that many people about it. But it's getting worse by the minute. And we better wake up quick and start... You know, go go dust off your pitchforks, folks, from your granddaddy's garage or something, because it's getting bad that's out there. That's
0: right. That's right. I I don't think I ever want, and, and especially with this Wikipedia page, too, I was just like, well, damn, like, yeah. they can just write whatever they want about you, and you can't take it down. Yeah. So, that's really interesting. Well, Lance, thank yeah. you so much for calling in.
8: Yeah, there's my two cents. I was almost going to say I got none. So, oh, so just one last quick point. I'm finally realizing what the best case scenario is. You got CRT and LGBTQ and all that book banning on the right. You got college campuses and even in those grade schools on the, from the left, censoring all the controversial stuff on the left. So finally, in a few years, we'll get rid of all this nasty argumentative stuff. And we'll just finally all sing Kumbaya and we'll all just get along. Right. Isn't that the answer? Let them do their stuff, and when the dust settles, it'll be a much better place when the right-wingers and left-wingers get done with all their book banning and censorship, right? <laughs> hmm. that, much that calmer. Be... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I have to throw this quote out. I'm sorry. Ten seconds. I probably... There's a scene in The Third Man, Orson Welles says, you know, for 30 years under the Borgias in Italy, they had chaos and bloodshed and warfare and corruption and greed. But they also produced Michelangelo, the Renaissance, and you know uh, Leonardo da Vinci. In four hundred years of peace and prosperity that the Swiss had uninterrupted, what do they have to show for it? The cuckoo clock. So it's like, God, I don't want our world to wind up like Young's entropy, where we're all just this kind of gray mass that all is the same, and we all just get along. (laughs) Too much. Anyway, there's my ramble for tonight.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Thanks so much, Lance. All right, guys, we're going to bring in Omar. You are the next caller.
1: Hey, Savvy.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm glad it's Friday night. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to chime in with something. Somebody in the comments, like, I posted some comments uh, that included video links to... Uh, some stuff related to Israel, like people, when they talk about Israel, they talk about the government being right-wing, but people who know a lot more than I do, uh, Desmond Tutu from South Africa said that it's worse than South, uh, South African apartheid. And, uh, Cornell West has said that it's like the Jim Crow South on steroids. I would also add to that PCP. Um, because the Jim Crow South, you didn't have modern weapons like being used against civilians and and completely destroying buildings, and you didn't have like the weapons industry, the surveillance industry uh, being tested on on people like they do with Palestinians, um, and and them selling them and saying it's battle tested like. Somebody made a comment and they said, "Be careful who you hate, because right, you're going to become the thing that you hate." And I'm sorry, but you know who you are. like people who who treat other people like this are in the wrong. Um, like this affects all of us. like all these technologies that are that are being developed on Palestinians like, come back to get us, like black. Brown, poor people, militarized borders, surveillance equipment, like that comes back to to bite us, and like that's the harsh truth I'm sorry that you get offended, you know that you think that it's coming from hate, it's coming from me wanting people to be better, and like I'm sick of this kind of like katie's too. Gabor Maté learned the universalist values of, of the Holocaust, that this should never happen to anyone, not just Jews, anyone who, who like, is human. Like, that, that is, those are the lessons of the Holocaust. And Israel has just turned into some abomination and people have strong ties to it, I'm sorry, but it, it's just out of control. And if you love people, you tell them when they're doing something wrong. And like, I think what really got Katie in trouble was that her videos showed children there like getting abused by soldiers. Mm. And like, how, how can you dehumanize a people so much that you abuse children like that, like, they, the the kids get put into prison, they get interrogated without their parents, like, and, and they they get, like, coerced into being informants against Palestinians, like other, their fellow Palestinians, and that has been denounced by UNICEF, and also, like, it's been denounced by um, human rights watch, Amnesty International, and like I'm just sick of this shit. This is just like this is what's contributing to like just the cruelty of this world and and we and we gotta call it out. Um, um,
0: I yeah. agree, Omar. I a hundred percent agree. I, I think you know when I say when I tell people I stand with I stand with Palestine You know, some of the things that I've seen on these videos, the way they're treating the Palestinians, it reminds me of videos that I've seen in the United States where, you know, white people were treating slaves that way, or the way that black people were treated during Jim Crow. Like, that's what it reminds me of. And it's just the lack of compassion, the lack of empathy for a certain group of people because they may be the minority or because they may be different per se. And when you look at state of Israel, again, it's not against Israeli people, the state of, of Israel, what it has become it's, it's hard sometimes because you look back on the history of the Holocaust And you want to point to that as an example, that something like that should never ever happen again. But the, the same state of people that were oppressed and abused and tortured during the Holocaust. Now you have the state of Israel abusing another group of people. And one thing I I have to remind people is this sometimes People who are oppressed can become oppressors. Yeah. And it's it's sad, but it's you would think, like people say this to me. Whenever we've had this discussion, I, I was mentioning earlier, I got into a huge me and my friend got into a huge argument about this, about this whole like situation. And she was just like, You have to understand it's a complicated situation. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, no, it's not that complicated to me. Oh, <laughs> nope. I don't, I don't understand. And and I I try to be careful about the way I talk about it because I don't want people to think that. I don't want people to be like, oh, well, she said something negative. She must be anti-Semitic. No, absolutely not. And we have, we've gotten to this point where now we can't even criticize the state of Israel without being called anti-Semitic.
1: It's gotten that ridiculous. Like, Seriously, like, it, it just goes to show what, yeah, how threatened they are in hearing the truth. Like, it, I I don't know what to say. It, it's just maddening, like, that we give billions of dollars to a nuclear armed state and who denies very coyly that they have nuclear arms, which is illegal for us to give them money because... We have laws in America that say we cannot give aid to somebody who has nuclear weapons, who has not signed the Nuclear Proliferation Treaty. And they are just running roughshod over these people and using them as lab rats for these weapons and surveillance. Like they they take even gay Palestinians and and they blackmail them to be an informant saying, we'll expose you. If you don't, if you're not an informant for us, this yep. this has been written about. So, yeah, yeah. And then they and then they like go and and say that like Tel Aviv is like the the like gay mecca of the Middle East, and they're so progressive, but they're like at the same time blackmailing queer Palestinians.
0: Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll use your own people to work against you. That happens. That happens commonly. I actually have a journalist coming on um, Monday night to talk about the protests that are happening in Haiti. Uh, that's another touchy topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mainstream media really doesn't want to tackle that one, <laughs> but uh, but it needs to be talked about. And so I'm looking forward to that as well. But but thank you so much for calling in, Omar. Well said. That needed to be thank said.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sabi.
0: All right. We are going to bring in CryoSynth. You are on the mic.
4: Hey, Sabi. How are you today? Great. How are you? Good. Um, Yeah. So censorship on the left. Um, I'm not too sure. Um, I have much more to add than what uh, many people already added, but... Um, I think it was Lance that was talking about something being up and and, um, yeah, I I don't think it has much to do with what the direction of the Hill or the people that are in charge of the Hill. I don't think that the people at the CEO level are in charge of the Hill or, um, you know, MSNBC or anything, any media company like that. And I think it's, pretty obvious. I mean, everything that they're doing in terms of censoring journalists, um, just people who analyze the news or just people who talk about headlines, um, you know, like, um, to me, it it doesn't as long as you're spewing uh, a narrative that they don't agree with, you're going to be on their list and They'll get to you eventually. Um, it's just a matter of time. Everyone seems to be building a a alternate channel on Rumble or um, doing something with their other platform that they purchase locals, um, doing things on Odyssey uh, just to get like an alternate feed going. It, and rockfin of course uh it's just a matter of time before those outlets also start censoring people i don't really believe that there is going to be such a thing as free speech we don't really have it now i don't i just think that the entire um internet is basically a ruse at this point um you know we're watching jimmy Dore experience all this internet issue in a town where uh, you know there's other people doing similar um, work uh, that that require high bandwidth in, in his area and I don't think that that's a coincidence um, he's trying to get a business line in there I think he said that September was going to be the time where he was supposed to get that business line in and he was putting off the interview for Nader and other peoples who uh, capitalize on that that bandwidth to the that it wouldn't fail and it's failing. Wait so, I, so wait,
0: um <laughs> sorry I just I just want to interrupt just for a second because I I do have a question about that because I was a little bit curious. So what happened the other night because I I thought there was wasn't Ralph Nader supposed to be on I cuz I wasn't yeah. able to catch the, the whole segment and then So I saw like the first, I would say like maybe the first 30 minutes, and I just assume Ralph Nader probably came on later. Uh, But someone told me in the chat tonight, too, that uh, Jimmy's uh, connection wasn't good today, too. I'm not sure what time he streamed today.
4: Right. Yeah, he went on early, like around, um, I think sometimes he comes on at 4 Pacific uh, or 1 Pacific, which means 4 o'clock in the afternoon eastern um so i think he was on early today but yeah he had he had a whole lineup yesterday of a lot of guests i think you know it was um i forget who he had on to begin with but then he was going to have on ralph nader and claire i think his wife um and they were going to talk about a book that claire had written and then anya parham was also supposed to come on and also mike mcrae with the phone calls um but so he only really had mike McCray on and i don't i think he did have mike mcrae i can't even i don't even remember that but he saw early on that the internet connection was failing and he was getting really pissed off and then mm-hmm. um tonight uh while he was talking i had dozed off so apparently when he was talking to chris hedges Um, The whole connection just dropped. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Uh, It just seems a little bit off, uh, as Lance had said. And, um, you know when when you want to say that oh well, it's not the decision of the ceo and it's something higher up well that's this this is like what the third time i've called in is maybe the third time i mentioned the mickey mat you know it's not just all about um you know all these platforms anymore the government is telling these platforms what to do they're literally having them in congress telling them hey you gotta censor do more for censorship you gotta do more for censorship They have, you know, uh, quote unquote former CIA people in the ranks doing these, um, you know, decisions there and then making it like it's this rosy peachy thing of like, oh, we're we're here just to keep everybody's mind right. And it's okay, Don't worry. You'll be all right. (laughs) Just listen to us. Just repeat after us. Don't worry. Don't say that. Why are you saying that? OK, stop saying that, you know, um, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's it's fake. This is all fake. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the sooner that people realize it, I mean, the better. But I just think that we've gone over the edge at this point. I I don't know how, you know, I don't know. Um, if we're going to get back to um, really local networks of independent um, satellites, banded together to have a pirate radio station and maybe a pirate BBS channel like back in the the 80s 90s uh you know that you can dial into with your 96 baud modem or 56 baud modem like it's, if that's the way that we're we're headed back in time then you know maybe it's better that you know the whole thing just burns down and we start over again because I don't see us rising to to rest away that, this kind of power this is just a little bit out of control, I think.
0: I agree. Yeah, it's, it's very, uh, troublesome. And I, and I think you have a point about those other platforms as well, that it's only a matter of time before they're going to come after them too. I agree. Uh, that goes for rumble, odyssey, uh, rockfin for whatever reason flies under the radar. And I think it's because rockfin is smaller rockfin, you know, it's it's a worker co-op, those Mm. creators made a, a very conscious decision that they did not want Rockfin to become too big, too fast. So that is why in order to have a show on Rockfin, you have to actually fill out an application and they have to approve you to be on there. So I know people that have filled out an application to get on Rockfin and they were not approved. In fact, most people are turned away. So I think that was actually, looking back on it now, that was probably why they made that decision. Like, we don't want it to be a big platform. We want it to be contained to the point that we can maintain this as a worker co-op and not have to, to sell out and make this corporate, right? Right. And they don't want to have bots. Uh, I I think I only heard them censoring someone one time, and that was because of a threat or something that was made um, to another person. But other than that, like they don't have that issue. And the other thing with Rockfin that I've never had to worry about is uh, copyright. And copyright is huge with YouTube. If I play a clip that's from local news, I'll get hit with like a copyright claim, right? right? So I can either edit it out or just leave it there. And then it's like demonetized or whatever. But Rockfin doesn't have that issue. I'm not sure about um, Rumble or Odyssey. I have to double check them, but it's because they are small that they've been able to kind of fly under that radar. But I still think you, you're spot on about that. They're going to come for them too eventually.
4: Well, you know, if if it to me, like you're talking about just other forms of censorship. Like the copyright troll issue is a real form of censorship. Um, it's not just um, you're you know you you can have a song playing in the background. Your uh, boyfriend's in the bathroom a little too long, and then he just starts listening to music on his phone, and you catch that on your show, then you got you know then you're gonna your whole stream is taken down. So. I mean <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like not it's not it's there for a reason. It's there to target whoever they want to target. So uh, you know, were they really ever gonna take down a Russell Brand video um that had music in the background? I don't think so. I think that they would have let that fly for a while. They would have notified him through the means that they notify you through the studio and they would have said, Hey, take that, uh, you know, you got to edit that out instead of making, um, you know, a full strike and taking the video down. You know, there there used to be a warning system on this thing. As far as I know, I don't have my own channel, but I did look into it and and all the ramifications. And I said, yeah, maybe I don't want to make a spectacle of myself. (laughs) But like, (laughs) I mean you can look on the gray zones Wikipedia article. Uh, I had uh, similar encounters with Wikipedia as far as the discussions go. Um like way back when um the oil spill uh in Ecuador was taking place. I, th- I think it was around 2007, 8 I want to say. Um and now I'm going to blank out on on the uh the lawyer's name. <laughs> but i was uh you know reading what they were saying about him um before they locked him up you know they had just started slapping those uh those lawsuits on him because he won the case and um they were uh kind of just ignoring what chevron was doing over there and ignoring the fact that chevron was completely gay i hate using this word but that's it wasn't bastardized you know back then and they were gaslighting people by making all these little side websites and marketing schemes to say that they were doing wonderful green Uh, recovery and cleanup and keeping everything they took over who you know uh was the previous people who were responsible for the big spill and they were just cleaning it up and they weren't abusing anybody uh you know and and you know there were whole websites about it and the color was green and beautiful trees and amazon and green and yellow and beautiful sun and everything and and i'm putting this in the discussion i'm like saying look this is a lie this is a big big old lie i mean they're not doing this and you're going to write a smear piece on wikipedia about the lawyer that won the case to say exactly that that they're that they're destroying the whole uh forest and so that was it was evident to me back then and they were they were starting to do those fund drives back then it was like oh wikipedia is funded by a small group of people and we need money and blah 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 well they don't need the freaking money because they're funded by the cia and we all know it um it's the same thing with that paul mason guy that was trying to take down the gray zone it's all censorship it's all they don't have a case just as as eloquently as max womanfall puts it why not just debate them on the issue if you think that they're not saying the right thing come on their show have them on your show do a think tank debate uh you know on a ted talk or whatever the hell you want to do make a big spectacle bring them on and actually have the debate about about what the issue is about syria the lp uh cw whatever it is that you think is wrong uh that they're saying but they will never do that because they know that they are caught and i mean (laughs) we're all caught this is a big game on us we're we're the ones that are are going to be that are suffering from all this they're saying the truth but when it comes down to it it's our water that's becoming dirty and full of lead and it's it's our food that that is becoming filled with all sorts of chemicals and things other than the, the 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 grains and and everything that they can no longer get as a supply these things are not like if you look at let's take bugles for example i bought bugles at 7-eleven for my partner and and he opens the bag he says these are not the same they don't have that same little sheen that they used to have on them and they just taste different and they look like squashed um corn chips or something they i don't eat them but you know he eats them and i looked at them and i'm like yeah these are completely different they're using different ingredients for everything They've changed cat food and dog food formulas like a million times. Animals are getting sick. There's more um, like indig like digestive issues that animals are having um, from the food that they're eating from these, you know, you can go buy expensive food for your pets. And you're still, they're still changing the formula because they, those companies don't have the supply anymore and they're just killing us. They've tainted the food supply. They've tainted the water supply. Until we, we, you know, and they're not, and they're going to censor you about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's, that's a really good point. Um, I think the lawyer's name you're referring to with Chevron. Was Steven, Steven Donziger.
4: Don I just yeah. popped in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So I followed him mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, and it's terrible. It's just disgusting. It's disgusting what they did to him. And, you know, it's it's just it's gonna you. keep happening. It's just gonna keep happening.
0: I'll actually get to meet him um, next Saturday. Actually, uh, he's that's he's awesome. one of the speakers for the Assange rally in DC. So oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, and there's also a women's rally that's happening on the same day. Go figure. Yeah, there is. I know. And that's what I'm yeah. against anything but like, gee. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know I
0: about that a couple of days ago and then i was like well i they were like can you go or someone was asking me if i can go to both i was like i doubt it uh because of the time the time crunch, and i'm a speaker at the the assange rally so no I, I didn't want to you know it would be hard to get from one place to the other and then you're speaking and all that kind of stuff i said but I didn't even know that was happening. Like I found out about the women's rally a couple days ago. I've known yeah. about the Julian Assange rally for like probably about over a month and a half. Right. Right. So, but yeah, there's lots, lots going on that day, but thank you so much. Uh, Cryo for calling in.
4: Love you, Sabi.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, Sinway. I am going to bring you in, but also let's uh welcome case study qb's in
9: the house hey what's going on savvy savvy? hey case what's going on everybody in the chat much love to y'all great topic i was uh definitely i listened to the show and um i'm out here at work but I, i wanted to jump into the call and just to um give my two cents and uh I, I love what everyone's saying. I, I, I was thinking that um I think I remember Jimmy Dore even talking about his Wikipedia page that he was complaining something about it and I was thinking like, you know, if, if I was in charge of Wikipedia, what would I do? I I think I would give a section for and put it like from the the author or from the subject of this page. So for example, um the gray zone, they should on their own Wikipedia page, they should have a section. That allows them to describe themselves. Now, I, I agree that you want to you want to have different takes. So maybe you have Wikipedia's take, which is what you know the propaganda that's there now. But then you should definitely allow the freaking person who's the owner to give their two cents on their own freaking topic, like their own page. Like, and you could put it, "This is from the author," and and, and then now you have a balanced page. What what do you think, uh, Saps?
0: I, I think that's a great idea because that is the thing about like Wikipedia. Mm. We like, obviously I don't have a Wikipedia page, but mm. the the Wikipedia page or that individual's Wikipedia page, that individual has no say so.
9: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's other people that basically they're pulling from different sources and you can see the sources listed at the bottom of the Wikipedia page. Um, mm-hmm. They're pulling from different sources, which may or may not be uh, proper sources. Like I told mm-hmm. you, I, I don't know if you heard this case, but I was telling them earlier when mm-hmm. I was an undergrad, they told us we could not use Wikipedia as a source because mm-hmm. it's not yeah. reliable. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling from different source sources. Sometimes it could be a source from like one source, maybe from CNN news. Another source may be from a blog. Mm-hmm. That's actually mm-hmm. an opinion piece. Yeah. So. Yeah that's you just don't know what you're getting it's a mess there but the person that the wikipedia page is about has no say so
9: yeah that that's where you lose uh some credibility and it's sad because i i use wikipedia as a go-to like whenever i i see a movie that i want to watch i'm like let me get a good summary of it i I will look on wikipedia if i want to get a a lay down for um like almost any topic i can kind of get even when sometimes i go in a rabbit hole with history and i want to look at look up the Cuban. Recently, I've been into the Cuba Cuban Revolution. I want to see a kind of a layout and um, the Batista regime and all these different things. It gives you a good, a decent summary of these historical topics that I can then jump off and look deeper into. But when you can't rely on it, like in this, this is a great example. I was, there was a reason why I never used to donate. Every so often you see that little tag that says, hey, we need money. And now I'm definitely not going to give them any money because they're um, totally, you know, people on our side of the equation, you know, on the left are getting demonized and getting um, propagandized by Wikipedia. And I, I just totally think it's not fair.
0: I agree. I agree. Simway, uh, what's your take on all of this? We got Gray on Wikipedia article, which basically reads like a smear piece. And we yes. have Katie Halper recently fired from The Hills Rising. Because she wanted to do a radar. Actually, she prepared a, a segment um, about the state of Israel and uh, they didn't want to air it. They pushed that segment out. She pushed back on them and they fired her. What's your take on all this? Hey boy. Um, it's
2: crazy. Just crazy. Um, I mean, very hypocritical of the US and I could say of some of the other Western countries, given what the UK was making sure its citizens, like, worship and mourn for the Queen when she died, and what but... I guess just... Um... Not... I just don't... All this is just, um... As I said... Well, finding ways of, like, to combat this... And the only thing I can think about is, well, is it anything to do with the local and then have it go to the top by
0: chance? Well, one of the things I was wondering is like, can you, is there a way that you can get your Wikipedia page removed? Like, I I don't know if anybody's in the chat, if they know the answer to that, is there a way that you could do that? Because I think if someone's, if, if they're, they have this out there about you and you had no say, so no input, I think if you want it taken down, you should be able to get it taken down. But I don't know what the, I don't know what the rules are around it. Like, how would you go about doing it? I don't even know, but I think they should at least have that option.
2: Yeah, that's definitely an idea. Also, I, yeah, I'm one of the callers about the fact that, commenting about how this might be having to go back to, like, the old-fashioned way of getting information out there, not as quick, but, and limited in reach, but it's like, this rate, um, the whole bring your own papers, flyers, and all that stuff. It's, that's what it's gonna, gonna take, so, so I'm, definitely have, well, it's very concerning, and, thinking to myself, it just, um, just striking,
4: well, especially, well,
0: someone... mm-hmm, Go on. No, someone just put in the chat. Uh Omar just said Omar just said I think Ronnie Acallick was able to have her wiki page removed. Hmm. I wonder how she did that. Um
2: is there information online about that? um i don't know where in the uh chat that was mentioned
0: Um, let me see it's um so in the chat it's omar but in the chat his name is akantre akantre and it says at sabby sabs i think ronnie akalik was able to remove her wiki page and he said he just um, chatted now and said, "Yep, she's not in Wiki anymore." She talked about it. Okay, I'll have to look into that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, also, another thing. Uh, this is slight bit off topic, uh, but I guess it's somewhat related. Um, I guess this has been on my mind. Like trying. To basically protest, like all the, I don't know, every work or every like organization affiliated with the military or the tech giants, just striking. Like, I remember if Lee or someone interviewed uh, this person who used to work at Google. And, uh, Google was getting more involved with the, with Israel. She disapproved. And then retaliation, her, uh, position was basically moved to some place that was, like, really far and made it difficult for her to do. So she was basically, like, pushed out. And, so it's been a while since I heard that case, but I feel like at ever at this rate, like... Um. So there, there's that case but it's like every, all the tech companies or every employee that works at like all the tech companies like just protest not only for like better work conditions for themselves but perhaps also to Uh, go against to, to like go against the, uh, them partnering with Israel in the military any thoughts about that?
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't have, um, I don't have contact information for Ronnie Akalik, but um, someone else just said because she's in Lebanon, the rules could be different over there. Mm. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be good to to know about, but I don't know. I, I think there's a difference between like having like this Wikipedia article that tells people what your organization is and having a Wikipedia article that basically smears your organization. Yes. And there should be something that legally, there should be something you could do about it.
2: Yeah. Also wasn't Wikipedia, the founder of Wikipedia, this will profit either on your show and or others about how the founder was trying to have, I don't know if the, this is Wikipedia's founder, but, did like, get in trouble for trying to access certain information that led him to dying early or something?
0: Was it the founder of Wikipedia? Well, the co-founder of Wikipedia, he's still alive. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot his name, but I, I mentioned it earlier tonight. Um, and... I think um let me see. Let me see. Uh I'ma see if I can find that tweet again by from Max. Cause he mentioned his name in the tweet. And I, I mentioned it earlier, but he um apparently, I mean he this is public, he made it public information because I mean he talked about it like on Twitter about how they knew what they were doing, like when they did this and i don't think they have any 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 chances of taking it down and max also has a dm from this guy and yeah it's it's just it's it's pretty bad like <laughs> let me see hold on <laughs> Because, yeah, Larry, the co-founder Larry Sanger, Wikipedia mm-hmm. co—Eric oh, just said Wikipedia co-founder Larry Sanger said the website can no longer be trusted. And see, this is what I was saying earlier. Before we were not allowed to use Wikipedia as a source. Yeah, like for my research papers, I could not use Wikipedia.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Even to look under the references. No, we couldn't use anything. Mm -hmm. from. Yeah, they were, they were pretty strict about what they considered to be a credible source. So like, this was the thing, like I could use like articles from CNN or MSNBC. I could use that, but I couldn't use Wikipedia, a Wikipedia page. And if there was a source on the Wikipedia page even if you clicked on that source, cause you gotta be careful with those sometimes. Like I said, sometimes those are just blogs yeah. that the site oh, yeah. stuck with too. So they told us not to use those. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. but then again, like mainstream media, I can't even mean. Right.
0: That's a hidden <laughs> mess. <laughs> Same thing now. Same thing now. Like, Oh, you can use CNN because that is a trusted, that's a trusted source and it's credible. Okay. <laughs> How many times has CNN been incorrect, right? It had to retract stories. So, yeah, it's pretty funny when you think about it.
2: (laughs) All right, so Rania has a call-in show. Nice.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. She does. Maybe I'll try to, I'll try to, I don't know when she usually does her call-in, but maybe I'll try to pay attention to that. And the next time she goes live, maybe I can get in there and ask her about that. i'm I'm curious Mm -hmm. um i don't know and i know people that have had some people have had their wikipedia pages removed not because they requested just wikipedia took it down so Mm. yeah it's interesting it's interesting but um but thank you so much for calling simway no problem um thanks for having me on all right all right, Tim, you uh, spoke. I'm going to go to Amanda. But real quick, uh, Case, I want to get your opinion about this, too. Like, how do you feel about what happened with Katie Helper, her being fired from rising?
9: Yeah. So first of all, I think that her um, radar was excellent. I really enjoyed it. It gave me a different perspective. I always knew about the plight of the Palestinians in, um, in, in Israel, but she uh, added some more to my knowledge, Um Uh, in her radar. And I thought that it it is really messed up that she got let go. Um, Hopefully she uh, speaks in the future a little bit more detail on what happened. Like, was it a heated argument that caused her to get immediately, immediately fired? Was it just a casual conversation, but she gave pushback and the pushback gave her, um, made her get fired or, or they fired her because just of a, a light pushback which would be really uh, disappointed. But, you know, I don't think there's any reason why they should have censored her or fired her to begin with or even censored her radar. Um, I'm I'm glad that she stood up. You know, she could have easily just said, "Okay, you know what, I'll, I'll just create a new radar or you can edit it however you want. And I'll just read the edited version and keep it moving. She could have easily did that and we would never know the wiser and she'd probably be still getting a paycheck. So I give a lot of respect, a lot of love to her. And um definitely uh Ryzen, which I thought was on the come up after losing Saiger and uh Crystal Ball after getting talents like KD, Brianna Joy Gray, Brian um, you know, them bringing RBN on. I thought I was like, wow, this is gonna be a unique space. And it just seems look, look what happened to um Kim. It just seems they they just keep, you know, <laughs> making these missteps. So um, they definitely lost credit some credibility. I'm not gonna say hey, totally because they brought you all on. They brought Brianna. I still think that it could be a vehicle. Um, still use that vehicle to try to reach uh, their audience. If it was up to me, um, but moving forward, definitely still keep your integrity. You know, if they try to censor you, you say no if they fire you you do exactly what katie says and let people know and i think it's valuable when you let outsiders know what's going on like she could have also she could have got fired and keep it under wraps but i think there's a lot of value to exposing uh mainstream or corporate media corporate news because we rarely get this kind of insight the last time i remember this type of insight now this is the last thing i'll say Um, is when Jenk got uh, left MSNBC, and he went on a media tour after he left, Um, I think it was Democracy Now. He went on different other different channels at that time and and told his story of how they wanted him to lay off of Washington. You know, it was under the Obama administration at that time, and they wanted him to stop being as critical. And he he said no, and they wanted to send him to the weekends, and they would have gave him a million dollars, I believe he said, and he didn't take the $1 million dollars and just went back to TYT. So that's the last time something i think of this caliber happened um also Kim also exposed this uh the hill for what they are. So i think it's definitely good and valuable to get this kind of insight.
0: Yeah, and and but ha- have you noticed that there's been like this constant like revolving door like the past like year and a half like it seems like they can't keep hosts.
9: I think they're trying hosts. I don't know if they they couldn't keep hosts. I think they they might have been trying different. Well, you know, unless you include Crystal and Saiga, that's definitely a situation where they um got rid of. I don't. I forgot who left or you know if they got fired I don't think they got fired I feel like they left on their own volition. But um, I, other than that, they were trying. You know, Ryan Grimm and his co work a co person that went to that's Counterpoints now with um with uh Sagar and Crystal they left so if you, you're you including them yeah I wonder why they left that is a good uh question actually
0: yeah because they never they never really said why they left
9: exactly so that see see that's what I'm talking about it's valuable for us to know hey what's going on why maybe it's just something simple it could be as something simple like ah we didn't feel like we had editorial control they could say that. And then I can kind of understand that because, you know, when you're li- working for a corporation, you got to do what they say for the most part. But at least you're transparent. All I care about is transparency. Let me know who you are and then I'll decide if I want to watch you or if I, you know, how I would respect you or even taking that knowledge. I'll know, oh, this is a corporate take versus, oh, this is a leftist um, radical, you know, kind of, you know, take. But, um, yeah, that's, yep.
0: All right. We're going to go ahead and bring in. Amanda and Tammy will be the last caller. you guys. go ahead, Amanda.
2: Hello,
10: Sabrina. It's nice to hear your voice again, Case. It's a pleasure to hear you as always.
9: Hey, much love, Amanda. Um,
10: <laughs> thank you. That makes me feel really good. I appreciate that um so so Katie getting cancelled could be could initiate a new channel, network, whatever you want to call it, coalition of left news people. I mean, you have person right next to you virtually right now who, who creates extremely useful clips of news worthy video of what's going on. You've got a lot of very smart people, including you, Nick, CJ, everybody over at RBN. You've got other people that would probably come on board if everybody put their efforts together. I know there are enough busybodies that would really love to be helpful in 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 a in a backing up kind of situation. Because I think that. So I saw Brianna. Tw- tweeted that that Trevor Noah's leaving um, the Daily Show, and and she had tagged Katie in it. And initially I thought, huh, I wonder if he got fired because he was bringing up the Palestine issue, because right now it is High Holy Holidays. You know, we're right in between mm-hmm. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So, I mean, it is season for to talk about things like this. So that was my first thought. Then my second thought was, oh yeah, Katie's a comedian. She probably put it there so that Katie would apply for that job, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. It, but what, what, it, what I do want to share is that the answer to free speech is not to eliminate free, eliminate the speech that you don't like or that's wrong. It's more speech. So creating your own ecosystem with a bunch of other like-minded people who want to help do mutual aid, create structures to help lift independent candidates, to build structures to help people understand they don't have to deal with the duopoly in order to get things accomplished. I think there's a lot of good messages that are being passed along. And even these little cross YouTube personality squabbles that happen are good for one particular reason which is oh my goodness uh oh sorry did you hear that could you hear that uh not really okay I, I i've lived in oakland a while and i'm pretty sure that was like 20 or 30 shots that just got fired <laughs> so
0: <anyway>. oh no <laughs>
10: We'll, we'll know soon enough whether it was fireworks or not, because they'll either be sirens or there won't. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I really am excited about the possibilities. And I think if you, if you turn this around from I can't believe they're deplatforming us to now I'm free of that platform that was causing all kinds of things that were not helpful for us being able to give a genuine message to the people that we all think that we are working Trying to work together, you know, to do. Anyway, I could go on forever and ever and ever. I really appreciate you. I really, I really think there is not a small number of people that immediate, if this was the old days where there was like a network channel, a cable channel, like Current, for example, or Bravo when it used to be good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you were watching Bravo when it was good, because that was a long freaking time ago. But I know a lot of people that would tune in. I know some people would definitely be shifting a Patreon and pushing their pushing their money toward lifting up. I mean, this I was talking to um, Omar earlier today because we were out at the picket line in Oakland. And and it's like it's like this is something that TYT could have done back in the day. And it looked like they were going to because they kept teasing it when they were raising all that money like four or five years ago, whenever that was, but then it just like kind of collapsed. It was very, it was very bizarre. And I, I, I'm not inside those things, but you've been on rising. You see how those things are produced. I suspect that this is something that could be done. You just have to gather the folks to do it and call in is, is a really good place to find people. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's pretty smart people over here.
9: Uh, Amanda, if I if you don't mind me saying, so Amanda, you talking about like creating a The Hill Rising, like like no. the format they have? No. I'm sorry, I missed what you I'm what you what you are uh, talking creating about. Creating
10: an entire network of shows. Oh, okay. An entire ecosystem for writing, for video, for news gathering, maybe mm-hmm. even for helping to organize across across digital spaces.
9: You know what, Amanda, that I think um, that is the dream. I know I was thinking about a coalition. I always wish that we could have a coalition of everyone in the ecosystem where we can have a infrastructure of collaborating or organizing. So for example, you know, we recently, a couple, I think it was a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. Now we had the March for Medicare for all on DC and wouldn't it been awesome if they're, if, we were all already in, like this. Let's say there's a website called LeftEcosystem.com, and everyone from every all the leftists was in connected to this website. And then they said, "Okay, we're going to all push this one event for the for a month." So everybody from Jimmy Dore to TYT to you know everybody, Brianna Joy Gray, everybody who's for Medicare. If you're for Medicare for all, you're you would sign up to push that event. And then, now you would have maybe a couple thousand, I don't know how many people ended up going, but now you would have, you know, maybe 5,000, maybe 20,000, you know, because some people have millions of, of subscribers. So, who knows how many people will show up. That That's something that I always thought about. Now, um, you're, you're talking about, like, a media infrastructure. I, I personally like the fact that everybody's kind of independent to a certain extent. Like, Sabrina's independent, but then she's under RBN, because I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Sabi. this, you know... Um, that you guys have a solidarity amongst each other in an alliance and that that's what makes up RBN, but you're each independent with your own shows. I like how that, um, works. So I wonder if that's what, is that what you talk about, Amanda? Maybe there's some kind of overall network, but then everybody under is still independent, but then you just kind
7: of, you have alliance.
9: Yes, you
10: could make it a cooperative. You make sure that it's built democracy at work. Like Richard Wolf always talks about, there's ways you can structure it so that it Mm -hmm. protects both the creators Mm -hmm. and the people who back them up about reducing people down to one show. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about expanding to larger because Mm -hmm. I think it was extremely instructive for me to Mm -hmm. see Sabby and CJ and Nick on Bree's show yeah. and vice versa, because when I listen to Sabby, when she's doing her own show, and I yeah. don't mean to, to third person you there, Sabby, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear I, I, it all resonates for me. It all sounds great. And then I hear Bree push back on something, or vice versa, where Bree says yeah. something, and I'm like, oh, that totally makes sense. And then Sabby brings up a really good counterpoint that's not mm-hmm. opposing it. It just, mm-hmm. did you think about it this way? Mm. Those are the best kinds of discussions. I, I think agree. That's how those, those stupid. Extreme debate shows happen. On the weekends is that it started out as let's have a good conversation between intelligent people who know what they're talking about. And having those inter conversations. Mm-hmm. And having a space for that. And a space for those of us who like, love to do this call in thing. I can't because I think yeah. that. This is how we connect to people right now. And, and we have to all yeah. kind of come together.
0: So thank you for yeah. that question. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, that That's really good, Amanda. Um, A subscriber reached out to me a while back and told me that, I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with Garland Nixon, but if not, get to know Garland Nixon. Uh, he does phenomenal work. He focuses a lot on foreign policy and he has a radio show. But uh, a subscriber reached out a while back and told me that Garland Nixon actually wanted to do a project just like that, that he wanted to create a network just for left independent media, but that he would have to raise the money to do so. And it would, I, I totally hear you, like it would be great to have all those voices for all, in, in one space and then there could be crossovers. Where, like you just mentioned, Amanda, where people go on to different people's shows. Because one thing I've learned, like being in the space, like people like to hear different voices. And so, and this is why, like sometimes, like, and you guys, (laughs) you let me know in the chat multiple times. There have been times I've brought on guests that you guys like. There have been times I've brought on guests that you guys don't like. But the reason why I bring on different voices, even sometimes I've brought on people who are libertarian, is because you need to hear different (laughs) points of view even if i don't necessarily agree with what they have to say i still think you need to hear it we we can't be in like an echo chamber right
9: mm-hmm. yep i totally agree i totally agree but to and and that's the thing that i worry about is on this site let's say this the site is um comes into fruition like i i'm worried about people saying like oh i don't like that person so they have to leave. Otherwise I'm leaving. Or, you know, that, that type of um, pettiness, uh, it, you know, rears his head every so often, you know, so I, something I'm, gatekeeping. Exactly. So th- that's the only thing I'm worried. That's why I like the idea that like, and we all, I think we all agree with this, like everybody, you have your own show, you, you're doing your own thing, but then like, you can include, the way I would like to see it is like, let's say there's a site, it's an open source site. Anybody can apply as long as you consider yourself a leftist, you can apply and and um, you will get accepted. And then you could put on this site, oh, I go live because, you know, Sabby, you have your days in a time, exact times when you go live. Um, you know, Harlands Media goes live at a certain specific time every day. Um, CJ and RJ, they, um, they go live, uh, CJ and Nick, they go live every Monday, I believe, uh, you know, at certain times. And they could put in the, like their schedule. So everybody ha- have, can put in this vast calendar. And then as a user, like as normal, regular people, you can log in. You can check off the people that you like. So now you're getting uh, kind of even notifications extra because, you know, YouTube sometimes doesn't have great notifications. Now you can really see when they go live. and And then from there the content creators can communicate within themselves. And that's how, because a lot of times I'm sure, Sabs, you can relate to this, that you might see a guest on somebody else's show and you're like, man, I would love to get that guest too. And maybe through this site, everybody, when you get a guest, you can put up their email, their, you know, personal email, as long as they, the person agrees to it, of course. And now it's in, in this big database of left guests that people can, I'm um, going to each other's shows and now you can propagate your message. And I mean, there's a lot of potential there. What, what do you think saps?
0: Yeah. Um, I think, that, yeah. I think that makes sense. And then also <laughs> that also prevents the problem of people streaming at the same time.
9: Yeah. yeah. That,
0: that is something that <laughs> I, I pay attention to what you guys say in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I see you guys sometimes and you're like, man, so-and-so is streaming too. I'm trying to yeah. watch Sabby and someone else at the same time. That would avoid that. That and literally happened them. to
9: me the other day. <laughs> it was like you, I think Harlands and Nick went live at the same time, and then I think Bree was there. But the thing is, you're you're not going to. Um, maybe you can. You guys could try. I, I think to make sure that you don't have too many conflicts. But it's gonna, it's going to be impossible because there, there's so many leftists out there, and there's certain times that people is convenient. You know, I'm sure this time, Sabs, like, I don't know if you work during the day, but like, it might be convenient for you at this time to just go live. So sometimes it's just not going to be possible, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, that's true too. That's true too. I, j-
10: I just like to say that I really hope this conversation continues and, and, and y'all keep trying to work out what the kinks are, where other people failed and try to do something moving forward. Cause I really think there's a lot of people not not just the people who are already fans of you but people who don't yet know that they're going to be fans of you will really benefit if you if you just go away from the idea that this is a negative thing that has happened i mean russell brand started his thing on rumble this week i was on the first i, I watched the first episode of it just happenstance i just happened to catch the first episode and And I'll tell you what, there's a lot, a lot of people that are really worried about this censorship thing, and and censorship happens to the left and from the left. So we have to be careful and always ask for more speech instead of less speech. It sucks when it's bad speech, Mm -hmm. but the answer to bad speech is better speech, more speech.
0: That's a good point. Thank you so much for calling in, Amanda. All right, guys um tammy like i said tammy is the last caller so tammy you are on the mic hi sabby how are you hey how are you
11: good uh it's a beautiful sunny day here in melbourne so uh just thought i'd check in and tell you i've been a fan for a while um really enjoy your shows um and um, I recognise lots of names in this community because I'm on other call-ins that other people are in. So it's always nice to see familiar names and faces. Um, <clears throat> I'm really glad you're addressing this. and I'm really glad that this conversation um, is also like, I really thank you, Amanda, for bringing up um, the question of like things that we can do to... Um, you know, make the world a little bit of a better place um, with the limited powers that each of us has. Um, like I I listen to a lot of uh, left media and, you know, it's very cathartic um, because it's really important to be exposed to the criticisms of what's going on um, in the mainstream um, and to hear uncensored perspectives on it. Uh, the trouble I sometimes have And then I get a little bit exhausted by And this is absolutely no fault of any of the people who do this work. Like, you're all amazing. Um, But the trouble I sometimes have is just, like, falling into, like, if I've listened to too many shows where, you know, critiques are being made about just how fucked up everything is, I get into a bit of a space of despair. Um, And I'm sure I'm not alone in this. And um, I'm working toward doing the little bits I can from my little corner um, which, you know, I, I also have to accept the limitations of that, obviously, but I joined um, or have started to attend um, meetings with an organisation here called Solidarity um, that has uh, that's sort of linked up with um, an international socialist tendency and they have their own magazine and they organise a lot of activism, a lot of direct action Um uh, yeah I, I, I just you know I go to meetings where I hear perspectives that I learn heaps from because people have done so much reading over so many years it's really intergenerational um, it's really beautiful like it's young people and old people learning from each other people of every possible ethnic background um, it's it's like yeah true diversity in every respect and um yeah, I find it really enriching and nourishing that I can like do something and channel the anger and the energy into like something, (laughs) something generative and not just like feeling like everything's shit all the time. Um, I recognize not everybody can join, you know, an organization and I recognize that not everybody has like the luxury and time um, and energy to put into this stuff. But like for those who can Um, I really, really encourage it because it just makes you feel like, yeah, you're moving things forward as opposed to just kind of sitting in the pain, if that makes sense. Um, And I guess the other thing, and that's why also I'm really inspired by RBN and the work that you do, Sabi, because you're always, you know, you and the other folks at RBN are always really promoting this idea of like doing, doing bits and pieces and, doing direct action and interacting with people and like being of service to the broader community and I just think like I have to do that now for my own well-being (laughs) it's not even just like that's the thing I can contribute it's also like for kind of survival for myself I have to do that um so yeah I find I find that really helpful especially since you know speaking of left censorship I find it um you know the, the effects of the censorship are that like People who are primary who people who trust the perspectives and have been tra- taught to trust the perspectives of their state of mainstream media of corporate media of like the news as it is delivered to them the analysis as it is delivered to them and who aren't seeking out <clears throat> independent media alternative voices. They just they don't even know the alternatives exist like they don't it's not as if they think that things are being censored, like they're not even at that point they just don't even know there are other opinions out there, and that's the terrifying thing for me um so like yeah and and then and then of course, there are others who where they do know those other op- opinions exist, well, you must therefore be right wing because you have an alternative opinion to like the mainstream you know perspective um, perspectives, so like the other day, my partner tried to like gently broach the the possibility with a friend of his who he was talking to um, that, you know, maybe it's not just all about the story of like Putin being insane. Maybe there are other things going on here that affect this particular conflict. Um, and this other person just was super reactive and immediately was just like, oh, you're, you're affected by like the toxicity of post-Trump a post-truth Trumpism or something like and it's just like what like what does that even have to do with anything but that's kind of like the lines that people are being fed and it's not their fault like that's all they hear right so I feel like we have we have work to do not just to talk to each other like we have to have those difficult conversations um, within a reasonable limit obviously like you can't put yourself in a situation where you're just constantly arguing it with everyone. Otherwise you'll go mad. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that's my thing about, about like doing, you know, productive and generative work to the best of our capacities. Um, I guess just the last little thing I'll say, sorry, this is turning into a bit of a monologue. I didn't mean for that to happen. Um, the last little thing I'll say is that like someone mentioned in the comments that it's ironic that Katie's Jewish with all of this happening, Katie Halper um and actually would just want to point out um like I'm Jewish as well or Jewish by birth and I it's not ironic there's a really long and strong tradition of Jewish anti-zionism um And like the Jewish communists back in the day, as soon as Zionism was like a topic as a potential solution for all the anti-Semitism Jews were experiencing in Europe, the communists were immediately like, no, this thing you're talking about called Zionism is not a solution. So I just, yeah, I just want to like make sure people are aware of that. And it's, it's really hard to tell in the current media sphere that that's true because Jewish voices are often equated with Zionism, but it's just not, not the case. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of all I wanted to say, <laughs> Sebi, if you wanted to respond
0: to any of that. Well said. Well, first of all, Tammy, I can listen to you talk all day. I absolutely oh, love you. your voice. I absolutely love your voice. Um Yeah, like I think those are really good points that you brought up. And I'm glad you brought up that part there too at the end about the assumption that people may have about people who are Jewish. Um mm-hmm. and 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 that that com- um that comparison to Zionism as well. Cause I think that's a constant, I feel like that's a common misconception that people have. I, I really do. And yeah. I've heard other people make those kind of statements too. And like, again, so like I have, I've, some of my friends are Jewish and some of them will tell you I'm Jewish, but I'm not, I'm, I'm Jewish by birth, but I'm not practicing. Mm-hmm. So meaning that they don't in reference to the religion, they don't practice anymore, right? But I think there's this assumption that that's just how it is for everybody that is that way and that's that's absolutely not true. So I think again that goes back to education like we really have to educate ourselves. And in reference to um the news, this was another thing that I'm trying to to do differently as well every now and then because I know we do hear a lot of like a lot of the things that we cover They're hard topics in in the sense that emotionally, like they can make you angry, they can make you frustrated or they can make you, you know, sad or, and so I think one of the things that would be good that we could do a little bit differently in left independent media, I think sometimes it's good to cover good news too. And so Mm -hmm. it's harder to, it's harder to find, (laughs) it is definitely harder to find, but I have I've realized that a lot of the good news is are things that are being done on the local level politically, not necessarily what's happening on the national level politically. So the story tonight about the Louisville housing win, that's huge. I wish everybody in left independent media is covering that right now.
7: Mm-hmm.
11: Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. And we have like every single weekend there are rallies and like direct action and people showing up to Parliament and she, people show like and like people blocking streets and people going to the like as I did um, a couple of weeks ago going to the British consulate to protest the Julian Assange um, uh, case. You know, like this stuff is happening every single weekend here and actually every single day. Like there's heaps and heaps of activism. Um, people are really involved there's there's little scale strikes and walkouts and all all of this stuff is happening um and I think we do need to hear about those those little and and they're winning like they're winning things from doing that um not always and not always big things but like that's part of the work right like you you try and you fail and you try again and you keep you keep doing it because like you have to right like for the hope um for a better world um yeah so I really yeah that's why I really like I was so inspired by um the work that RBN has been doing and when I like I watched Rome going out um on the street I remember he like took the the phone with him to just like film himself going out and talking to people quite early on um and I just remember being like this is so awesome and it's like such a simple thing that one person's doing um and you know not all of us have the capacity but like yeah, imagine if you harnessed like every single person who was an audience member of like all the different left shows out there, and there are quite a few. It's like a big audience now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just imagine if you harnessed all of that, like all of that people power and and had everybody do something little um, in solidarity. I think it would be pretty freaking awesome. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm also going to a human... Um, human chain for Julian Assange here uh, in on the 8th of October in solidarity with the other ones. And um, I think I'm probably going to help with the setup and stuff. We're doing it along the river. And uh, I believe that um, his father and brother will be here for that. um, Gabriel Shipton and John Shipton. So yeah, looking forward to that.
0: That is awesome. That is so good to hear. Oh man, that, that makes me feel really good. Um, I'm, I'm glad this is happening it's it's happening across across the pond as i like to say um it's not exactly just yeah it's, it's not just the rally in dc you guys like there's also a rally in london
4: mm-hmm.
0: and and you just mentioned the one uh in australia
11: yeah I, there's definitely one in melbourne and i suspect there'll probably be also action in sydney um the other big city so um oh, i, I think there cool. might be actions in a bunch of
0: cities yeah that is great. That that is just it's you know a lot of people I talk to still don't even know who Julian Assange is. So we we definitely mm. have to like spread this message as, as much as as possible, you know. So cuz mainstream media doesn't talk about him for the most part
11: no and when they do talk about him they just they 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 say all sorts of bizarre things and like yeah again you know I've had people be like oh are you one of those I don't know when I like say the word the name Assange people are like oh you're one of those Corbynites Assange people like they like lump you together with like every possible issue that they th- they've they been told is bad <laughs> or like opinion that they've been told is bad. And that that's the effect of left censorship is like they don't actually know. They're not informed. They actually just don't know the facts about cases. So like if you ask them, why don't you like Julian Assange? They couldn't tell you. <laughs> they don't know. Right. They've just been
0: told not to like him. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's such a dangerous message. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for taking
11: my call. I really appreciate being a part of it. Thank you, Sabby. Thanks for all your work.
0: All right. And I'm going to end tonight with uh, Case. I want to get your opinion about this um, because I really do like what Amanda said about that idea of having like a network of people mm-hmm. all under one thing. The, the mm-hmm. only thing mm-hmm. I, I question, and this has been a... <laughs> It's been a hard uh, past few days. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only the only thing I I, I think I, I have concern about is the fact that we all don't even get along. <laughs> and, yeah, you know there there were some things, and you may have seen this, but obviously mm-hmm. there were some things that were said apparently last night. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the chance to listen to the entire thing, mm-hmm. and then there was a response today um and there's obviously there's some hurt feelings and um, i don't really you know with me i'm more of like thick skin i i don't know like when when people i think like upset me i'm just more kind of person to be like okay whatever
7: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: like i'll i'll get upset but mm-hmm. i think that i i just I, I take it sometimes I think with a grain of salt and I also just feel like I don't really need to explain myself to, mm-hmm. so, so to speak. Um, and I, I try, I don't always succeed at this, mm-hmm. but I try not to make it public and not everybody operates that way.
11: Mm-hmm
0: and i think a lot of the hurt feelings and i'm i'm hearing from both sides a lot of the hurt feelings or the frustration is over things that have been aired publicly whether it's on live streams whether it's on uh call-in shows there's been a lot of things that have been said with people in this space and mm-hmm. some people have been genuinely hurt so mm-hmm. how can all of us like even entertain this idea of being under a network when everybody can't even get along
9: now i i, I totally hear you on that one and and that goes you know all the way back to like forced to vote you know things like that why couldn't we all come together and even if you didn't agree with the um strategy at least not poo poo it and be counterproductive right um you could be solid show solidarity by not putting it down just you know just be being quiet not you know i'm not the type of person to tell somebody hey be quiet but when it comes to a strategy even if you don't agree with it um being counterproductive doesn't help the situation at all but in regards to to address exactly what you said i was on um brianna's uh a call a call it not on it but i listened to the whole thing and i could definitely could hear why um certain people could be uh hurt by what she said and um I, I i like her rule that um she doesn't like to talk about people when they're not there but then there's times when you can't talk to the person so like how else can you talk to the person if they don't want to have the conversation directly but luckily and and i think it was unfortunate i did see that um i think nick was in the queue and rbn which might have been cj was in the queue and i don't think she she's not the type of person that would shy away like look at and see them there and then just leave them there she never even mentioned them so i i personally and i would like to think she didn't she never saw that they were there and and um the app crashed right at the end um, which was the first time that's ever happened. I I listened to a lot of calls and and I saw that um Rome um Rome was like three more persons away from the top of the queue, but she um she's very also heavy handed with certain people. Where, which I, you know, everyone has their own style of doing calling. Where she could be on one person, like talking to them for like twenty minutes, and have a huge queue of like twenty three. Which is, I'm not trying to tell her what to do. Like God bless, um, that's her style, and it's it's a great way. I really appreciate calling for having us being able to connect with the people we love watching. Um, so she was very really close to. Um, I'm sure Rome might have uh, brought it up, and and um, she could address it there. But the the, the good thing, and I hope that she can bring, you know, have another conversation. I, I hope she's not hurt by what I saw CJ's also, his live today. And and what I love about everybody in, that I'm talking about right now, Brie, you, Sabby, uh, um, Nick, that you all seem to ha- be the type of people where you can be critical of each other. And please include that with me. You can be critical of me. You could talk about me, But as long as you allow me to say my piece, like allow me to come on your show, which you always allow me whenever I ask. um, And that goes for CJ. If you're critical of me, you could be critical even if I'm not there. That's fine. But as long as if I say, hey, you know, Sabs, I like to address that with you either privately or I like to talk to your audience about giving my side of what you talked about me about. As long as we have that type of camaraderie. Um, I think that it's valuable to have these disagreements and to talk it out amongst family and then at the end of it, move on. You know, CJ gave a great example on his show today in that same live where he said that um, one time he called Rome and he said, hey, I love you. I'm telling you this early because we about to get it on. We about to fight (laughs) on the phone. And then at the end of it, he said, hey, I love you again. And I think if we can have that kind of um, solidarity with each other, I think that's where we come out stronger on the other end and we can really build on um, what we're trying to do. And I think the last thing I'll say is we need to, I I was trying to unify among a couple things, but I'm starting to think it's probably just best to be simple. Like I was studying the Cuban revolution and um, it talked about how Fidel uh, allied with their student protesters at the time. And a whole bunch of different groups that the one thing they had in alliance in solidarity was they got, they wanted to get rid of the Batista regime. That was the one thing they, within themselves, there were people that were communists, socialists, capitalists, and, you know, they're like, you know what, we'll fight about that later, but we just got to get rid of this guy first. So I'm thinking amongst us, we should have that one unifying thing and it should be Medicare for all. Say, hey, above all things, we have beef with this and that and this, but you know what, as if we keep Medicare for the front of the forefront, whenever we have some kind of strategy, let me give my input, you give your input and then let's move together forward on what we're going to do. I think we would be better for it. What do you think? Saps?
0: I think that's a good idea case. And I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but the, the protests that were happening in Panama a couple of months ago, I, I, I touched on this originally. It started off where the teachers were the ones that were like, look, we're not being paid enough. This is a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it started off with one profession first, and then mm. it spread. It spread to different professions. And then you had people that were like, you know what? I'm going to fight for social issues. I'm going to protest with you. Mm. Mm. So it started on one thing. And then all mm. these other like demands mm. came along with it. And that's mm. how they had record numbers of people like that out in the street.
9: Mm-hmm. So, Even yeah. with the, the train, we with the railroad train, you know, they, I think they're still negotiating, but when the Biden administration kind of got a temporary deal, I love the fact that I and I clipped that clip and I heard that along with the, the real workers, they just said the other railroad unions that are associated with it. They're like, yep, we all going to strike. <laughs> if not just those workers over there, the real, um, mm. railway workers, We all go on strike if they don't get a contract. And I was like, wow, I don't hear that type of solidarity often. You know, you always hear about this, this union, that union. I'm like, why can't we all just be one union and and just move together? That's that's where the strength comes.
0: Right. Like, think back to, like, the labor movement.
9: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: We had, like, in this country, right?
9: Yeah. 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 Yeah, you you always um bring up that great point like the money that went to Bernie I think it was like two hundred million. What if that all went into not even all let's say ten percent of it went into a strike fund? So that's like twenty million dollars. Let's say he raised two hundred million for his last campaign. If it was twenty million, you can say hey to the railroad all the railroad workers will pay for your salary for such and such amount, and we'll keep it between you and us because we don't want the the enemy knowing how long we could keep you guys, because they'll just wait us out. But we'll pay for your salary for, let's say, a year, but Mm -hmm. the only thing we ask is that you put on the table Medicare for All. Along with your demands, just say, hey, we also want Medicare for All, and go to the Biden administration with that, and we'll pay. If they say, no, we're not going to do it, say, okay, we're not going to show up for period, and start striking. And then us on the back end, we will be paying your salary um, for the next year, and maybe we'll perpetually try to keep you know, the fun the money going and I, I'm pretty sure that they can't last a year. You know, without with all the goods and the the groceries going bare and and the pressure will build up that I'm sure a year would be more than enough time, you know. But this is in my fantasy world. Hopefully we could come make it come to fruition one day.
0: Well said. Well said Case. Case thanks much, so much for joining much me tonight.
9: Oh I lo- always love coming on here love the much love to the chat Amanda and everybody else um have a great night keep keep it up
0: Good night guys thanks so much for hanging out